You're listening to us live from Norman, Oklahoma. It is your favorite podcast with all the sports, with all the news, and with your hosts, Braxton Poe and Matt Marks. Happy Friday and happy National Bison and Play Outside Day. So go enjoy that nice Oklahoma weather we got um, after that big ice storm last week. Cooking on the grill. Well, first, make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and anywhere else you get your podcast at Burgers Brought. Stay up today with our latest news on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers Brought. Now, cooking on the grill. We got some top stories going on around the sports world. Matt Stafford is on the COVID-19 list again. And John Elway and CEO Ellis of the Denver Broncos. Uh, so COVID is still going around the league. Uh, hit the San Francisco 49ers um, and multiple NFL teams. And then Gordon Hayward reportedly wants out of Boston. Matt, are you surprised by that? Yeah, I am kind of surprised. I mean, the look at the history he has with Brad Stevens, his coach at Butler. Um, shocked to hear that news. But, you know, ever since that injury, it's Gordon Hayward has not been the consistent player he was. Um, but he would be a great addition to any team that he, you know, would go to. Um, and maybe Boston wouldn't mind parting ways with him. Yeah, I'm a little shocked by it, but, uh, yeah, Brad Stevens being his uh, college coach as well, but he has not performed um, as high as he was expected to once he got to Boston. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. NBA and players, looks like they're planning to agree, or it's going to happen, December 22nd start date, 72 games. Thoughts on that? Yeah, well, it makes sense, a shorter season, because they want to get back on track for the following season, and, and maybe I, I would assume they'd go back to 82 games, but maybe we'll see how this season goes and if they like it. You know, everything is changing because of COVID. Um, I like it starting right before Christmas. I think it'll be great. You imagine opening night on December 22nd, and then maybe your second game of the season is playing on Christmas for those lucky teams that they pick for Christmas. Um, I like this a lot. I'm ready to go, and I can't believe we're saying it, but basketball will be back next month. Yeah, next month, basketball, it's looking like I think there will be a lot of players sitting out for the first few games for sure. LeBron already said he was going to cherry pick. I don't blame him on that. Uh, Philadelphia has interest in James Harden. I think everyone does, but Philadelphia said they have interest in him. Matt, there was some news today about the Harden, maybe Harden leaving Houston or not leaving. Yeah, I don't think that that's happening. Um, we, we posted, on a, and Braxton, i got to go look at our account again because I want to make sure we got this news right. Um, but we, we share this on our account. Um, New Rockets GM, this is from Tim McMahon on ESPN. He said, for the last eight years, our goal is to win a championship because we had James Harden. We've still got James Harden. Our goal is still to win a championship. We see that. I, Harden's not going anywhere. Every team will want Harden. Philly's going to want Harden to get you know, with Doc Rivers and, and Daryl Morey, you know, pairing them up. It's not going to happen. Only way Harden goes is if you're getting some mega deal. And by mega deal, I mean... Ben Simmons or Embiid plus others are going to Houston. And I don't know. I think, he, I think Harden is going to stay. Russell Westbrook may be the one if they do make any changes there. Yeah, if you're trading Harden, you've got to get Embiid and Simmons uh, for that. Well, because do you think Russell Westbrook by himself is, is going to be the guy to put around? No. I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't if even if he was the last one there. Him. But I still I, I don't think anymore. Westbrook's getting older. I think this is around Harden, the core around Harden's team. Yeah, and if you get he averaged 31 a game this year. I get that. <laughs> but, but, look, but I'm saying I don't think he's the guy to build around. Harden's the guy you're going to build around. And if you trade Harden, I don't think they're going to have much success at Westbrook. I mean, look. 
They've done you have to add around Westbrook. You have to look, but you got both guys, and they've done it with Harden in the past. I'm just saying, if you get rid of Harden, now you're going to get guys coming in, obviously. But let's say that you got rid of Harden and you just have Westbrook, you're not going to get anywhere. So I think if they're going to dump anybody between the two, it's going to be Westbrook. I don't think Harden's going anywhere. You build this team and keep this team around Harden. If you're looking at exploring getting rid of one of them. I think you, and by getting rid, you're bringing pieces back. I'm not just saying this is, you get rid of Westbrook and you get like a lousy shooter in return. But I'm just saying between the two, hypothetically, I'm throwing this in there. There's no news with this no, right but now. Harden, but you, we've seen building around Harden and it hasn't done anything. Or just Harden by himself hasn't done anything. But they've been, they've been good. Look what Ball. they had in the way the last couple of years. Golden State. Without they could have gotten the finals year, without Steph and Clay in the way that, a couple of years ago. That Houston team was the hottest team in basketball before COVID hit. That team might have made the finals, actually. Westbrook is averaging, what, 31? Even more than that, he was averaging close to a triple-double But still. I'm just saying, between the two, if you do split up that duo, Westbrook's more likely to go yeah. rather than Harden. Yeah, you're going to build. You're going to keep Harden and build around him with the other pieces coming in. And I would be more comfortable doing that rather than sending Harden out and having a team around Westbrook. That's I mean, what I'm going for. That's what I'm saying. I've seen Russell can get the fourth, fifth seed in the West with nobody, with Kyle Singler as his best guy. So, I mean, anyone can win with shooters. Um, it it would have been fun to see what Chris Paul and the Russell Westbrook uh, swap well, that would have been like this year if they were in OKC in Houston. Um, Francisco Lindor is up for trade. Matt, you're a baseball analyst. Where's he going? Well, I have no clue. I mean, look. It, Yankees. It, Cleveland uh, trying to, you know, they don't have money. I mean, they get, try to save up and, and spend elsewhere. I, I was kind of shocked by this news. I mean, Francisco Lindor is is Mr. Cleveland right now. I mean, this he's the guy. Um, but you're looking at what team's going to pay for a shortstop. I mean, there will be teams out there, obviously. What's his contract? Big. I, I don't know. I don't know the exact numbers. But we'll see where he ends up going. Um you know, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head what teams could use a shortstop and what teams want to take on and absorb that salary and, and how you make that trade work. But I'm shocked Cleveland, you know, a bit, Cleveland's got to shake it up apparently. I mean, look at what they've done in the last couple of years. They've had some success. They haven't had some success. They've made it, you know, and, and or close to making. I mean, this has been a good a good team, but they just haven't gotten far if you get to the postseason. So they got to shake it up. Rebuild, rebuild mode in Cleveland. At least the Browns are good. Um, and then finally, uh, multiple college football games have already been canceled again this week due to COVID-19. Uh, so uh, we'll see how this season fares out. Pac-12 returns this week, and already the leading game for that has been canceled. So we'll see what happens uh, later on these next few weeks. Uh, Pac-12 already had a short schedule anyway, so it'll probably get shorter from here on out. And that's cooking on the grill. Next, moving to some NFL uh, weekly picks. Uh, starting off with Chicago at Tennessee. Tennessee fared by six and a half. Uh, both are off to a great start this season, better than what anyone expected, probably. Tannehill and Foles have showed up. Uh, put up Tannehill's put up great numbers this year. Nick Foles has got it done, uh, except for maybe the last two weeks, but. Uh, both pretty um, pretty middle of the pack on offense and defense. I, right now, though, I trust Derrick Henry. I trust Tannehill more than I trust Nick Foles and that Chicago team. Going Tennessee, uh, 24-21. Chicago covers though. I'm going. I'm going right there with you with Tennessee. I think Tennessee. 
Um, a much better team. This is going to be a defensive game. We see what the Bears can do, but again, I'm not a big believer. I know. I'm going to say it in what Nick Foles has done. Yes, this has been a team that has done good with Nick Foles, but they're kind of hitting a little uh, little roadblock maybe. It's not as as productive as they were a couple of weeks prior. I'm going Tennessee in this game. It will be, in a way, kind of low scoring. I'm, I'm going to say 24 to 10. And, and 24, you're going to go, okay, well, it's the you know Bears can probably keep them a little lower, but Derrick Henry's such a force. I think they're going to get in. And Ryan Tannehill has had a great season. I think they'll get to 24. I'm going to go 24-10 um, Tennessee. Tennessee. All right, we're both picking that winning Tennessee number. Uh, next, Seattle at Buffalo. Uh, Seattle favored by three. Uh, both are great years, uh, six wins each. Uh, Russell Wilson and uh, Josh Allen are both identical, 2,100 yards. Uh, but Russ has 10 more touchdowns. He has 26 touchdowns on the year. Buffalo, you got to get picks. you got to get turnovers if you want to win this game. Uh, rely on the pass, though, because Seattle is 32nd in pass defense. Uh, I think Seattle, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, uh, I think they'll get it done. I think they outscore Buffalo 30-26. to 26. This is such a fun team to watch in Seattle this season. You got Russell Wilson, you got DK Metcalf, you got Tyler Lockett, you got Chris Carson, you got all these great players. If you got them on fantasy, you're living it up. I mean, each week you had Lockett with 50 points two weeks ago, Metcalf with 40 points last week. You've got guys right here that will make a difference, and you've got an MVP candidate in Russell Wilson. This is going to be a matchup. I'm going the Seahawks as well. The, the Bills are a good team. But what will Josh Allen do? Well, Josh Allen, if you've got him in fantasy, I don't know the exact numbers the last couple of weeks, but they've been kind of down. Um, and, and so, you know, what's going on there? Will they be able to go back and forth with the Seahawks? I don't think so. I think the Seahawks will pull away, like, in the second quarter maybe. I mean, it may be a 7-7, but that's pretty much as close as they're going to, as they're going to get. I think the Seahawks are going to have a really, really good game. And I'm going to go pretty high. I'm going Seahawks 38, and I'm going to go Bills 14. I, and I'm and, 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 a, and a big win uh, for Russell Wilson. And that just offense is so good. He gets down the field so quickly. And his wide receiver core, I mean, they're just amazing. They are good. They are big and good. Uh, next game, Baltimore at Indianapolis. Baltimore favored by one and a half. Baltimore coming off a loss versus undefeated Pittsburgh. Uh, Indiana, you got to force Lamar to throw. Uh, force Lamar to throw. The uh, Ravens are 31st in passing. Uh, make sure he doesn't run. Have an LB spy on him. Uh, but Indiana's pretty stout on defense, number two in the country. I think it'll be a great game. Uh, I think it'll be kind of low scoring. Uh, but I have an upset here. Baltimore is just underperforming this year. They are not doing as well as we thought they would. I'll go 21 to 8. Indianapolis. Okay. Look, this is a Ravens team that now has two losses. They did not look good. I think Lamar had three picks or two picks and a fumble. Not a good week last week against the Steelers. And there is concern with Lamar. Uh, His numbers are not the same as they were in the season before. I'm going to have them bounce back and winning this game 21-17, close to your prediction, Braxton. Uh, you got to like what Phillip Rivers has done the last two weeks. He has really emerged. We'll see about Jonathan Taylor and, and, and get that running game. Naeem Hines did really well last week. Um, it, it, this is going to be a, a kind of tight battle. Uh, again, like you said, the Colts defense, one of the best. Um, but I, I like what we can see. But you got to stop throwing the picks if you're Lamar. 
Um, and, and you say get the passing game going. I agree well, there needs to be improvement there, but it might be Lamar and his legs, and, and that's probably uh, what will help get the deal done um, against the Colts. Oh, yeah, Indianapolis, I think they have to, sh- they have to force Baltimore to throw for sure because they're 31st in passing. Uh, so that's, that's that key to that game. And then uh, Miami at Arizona, Tua versus Kyler Murray. Arizona has the number one total offense in the NFL uh, and first in rushing. Cardinal defense, you got to force Tua to throw some balls into coverage. Young quarterback, he's got to win, but you got to force him to make some uh, bad throws. Miami, they have been impressive this year. They've got a winning record, uh, but I've got Arizona in a high-scoring game, 30-24. to Yeah, the biggest news was when Fitzmagic got pulled and they said after the bye week we are starting Tua. And Tua did a pretty good job, but really the big story, other than him making his, you know, well, not his debut, he got that one snap at the end, but his first start, um, was the Dolphins' defense last week. The defense did really well. A couple of, uh, at least one uh, fumble for return for a touchdown, but I know they got a couple of fumbles or a couple of picks. Defense did a good job, but you're going against Kyler Murray in a very efficient Cardinals def- or offense. I mean, that you've got Christian Kirk, you've got DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, you've got Kyler Murray, the running back, and Kyler Murray, the quarterback. This is a good game and a big win, a big win for Kyler. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going high again. I'm going to go 35, but I'm going to say that the Dolphins do pretty well, and I'm, I'll be nice, and I'll give them 21, but I, I, I think it's going to be 35-21, and uh, give me the cards. Should be a good game between the young quarterbacks. And finally, Sunday night, huge NFC South matchup. New Orleans Saints at the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa Bay giving four, or favored by four. Uh, Bucks, they've been better than expected. I'll give them credit. I did not think they'd be this good. Uh, Antonio Brown, he returns this week, right? That's right, right? That's true. Yeah, he's back. Antonio A.B. is back. Uh, Both teams are pretty evenly matched. We know this. Uh, Which quarterback shows up, though, and which one has less turnovers? And which defense can get a stop? Because I think it'll probably come down to the final possession. These, These two teams are really good. Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. I've got Tampa Bay winning 28-26. Saints fail a two-point conversion for overtime. Wow. Okay, very specific. I like that. That would be back-to-back. No, yeah, Tampa Bay on Monday night was uh, against the yeah, against the Giants. Yeah. The two-point conversion fail for the Giants, so that could have been some. Wow, you're saying back-to-back they're going to be in that spot. Um, look, I'm going Saints in this one, Braxton. So on the other side of the ball, you've got Drew Brees. You've got, hopefully, what Michael Thomas should be back. So we've seen the Saints this year struggle early on, and then they've gotten really hot. Alvin Kamara has been the big store. I mean, he has been a beast. He's done an exceptional job. We had Emmanuel Sanders early on. Now, he's been out for COVID reasons the last couple games. But you look at this team, I really like what the Saints are doing. On the other side of the ball, Mike Evans has done pretty well. Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette have shared in the backfield. Tom Brady's done an amazing job, right? Tom's done a pretty yeah, good job, he's you know? He's, job. he's done a good job. Um, but I've got the Saints in this one. I think Drew Brees in this battle, best Tom Brady. And if we get Michael Thomas, we'll see what he does. Alvin Kamara, I think, will we'll just continue to, even though it's a good Tampa defense, will continue to dominate. No one has stopped Kamara yet this season. No one has stopped him. So I'm, I'm going, uh, i got to go Saints on this one. Both are offensive player of the year, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Bucks have so many just stars, older stars. <laughs> 
Yeah. Look, it'll be interesting to see what Antonio Brown does. I don't, I don't know how. Yeah, and now AB. Yeah, I mean, and Chris Godwin, I think, is week to week. I don't know if he's playing this week, but if you've got Godwin, Evans, Antonio Brown, I mean, that's a really dangerous wide receiver court. You got Gronk, you got good wide or running backs. I mean, this team is 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 stacked. But how good is AB going to really be? Another question, and I was watching this on, I think it was on Monday, Monday Night Football was talking about it. The big question with A.B. is he still has a trial coming up. If they find you know, evidence, he may not be there long. Tampa will cut him if there's evidence that goes against him in the charges. I think it was an abuse charge. Was it a sexual assault? Well, yeah. yeah, abuse? Some, something not good. That's not going to play well, but again, it, this is like a little a bonus right here for Tampa Bay. You get a, a great receiver, but he's had a lot of trouble the last couple of years. So we'll see how long he stays and how long he lasts. But while he's got him, Tom will find him and could be a big difference. Yeah, and Matt, uh, those guys you mentioned aren't even the top receivers in Tampa Bay. It's a sophomore out of Bowling Green named Scott Miller. Yeah, Scotty Miller. I mean, he's, he's their leading receiver. He is filled in, and yeah, he's, he's quick. All that name power, and he, they're not even the leading receiver. So that's our NFL weekly picks. Make sure to take those to the bank. We got a few differences, not many, but a few. Next, on this day in history, uh, 1991, Magic Johnson announces he has HIV and retires from the Lakers. 1860, Abraham Lincoln is elected the 16th president of the United States. In 1995, uh, the deal is signed to relocate the Cleveland Browns to Baltimore. Now, Matt. Got any birthdays for us? Yeah, we got uh, James Naismith. Oh, okay. You hand me the list. I got the list right here. We're good, okay? Lord? Lord. Lord. Good singer. Where'd she go? Huh? She just disappeared after a Oh, few yeah. Days. I don't know. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, we're, I don't know. Emma Stone, too. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's James Naismith. Uh, no. Well, he's old. He's dead and old, but. Stone's only 26, I believe. Really? Yeah. She might be younger than that, but I don't know. Pretty young. No. All right, that's on this day in history. Make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and literally, literally anywhere else you get your podcasts at Burgers Brats. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers Brats. Next, college football Saturday, uh, Friday night. It's here tonight uh, with a great, great matchup between uh, undefeated. Uh, BYU, number nine in the country, finally cracked the top ten. And then they head to the blue turf in Boise State. Uh, BYU favored by three and a half. Uh, I, I love this BYU team out. I think you love them too. Uh, they, are, they are a great team this year. Uh, it's, it's tough to win at blue turf even without fans of Zach Wilson, 2,100 yards, 19 touchdowns, and only two interceptions. Uh, some keys, BYU forced Boise State to run because Boise State is 101st in running uh, the ball. And then BYU, you're averaging 520 yards of offense. Uh, keep it rolling. Uh, I love this BYU team. I love the quarterback, Zach Wilson. I think they get it done in a close shootout at the Blue Turf. BYU uh, doesn't cover, but 38-35. All right. Well, hey, you know, Braxton, you're right. 
But we both love them so much. I love them so much, I'm picking against them. What? I am picking Boise State. That's right. They're going to be feeling blue on that blue turf. Um, I am going Boise State, and I'm going 28-27, a close one, at the wire. Wow. Going against the Brigham Youngs. And then a big game at Indianapolis, or Indiana. I don't know what Bloomington. We were talking the Colts earlier, right? So it's just in your head. Yeah. I saw saw Indianapolis. Uh, 23 Michigan, uh, coming off a tough loss against Michigan State, heads to uh, Indiana, who is 13 in the country. Michigan uh, favored by three. Michigan, Matt, we discuss this all the time. They're overrated again. Jim Harbaugh is one in six versus Michigan State and Ohio State. Uh, Indiana, they don't have. They, they got to limit Michigan's big plays because Michigan can definitely have that with all the star power and the stars they have. Um, Michigan, you got to run the ball. Get the running game going. Tire out the Indiana defense because their players are not going to be built for that. Uh, no turnovers for Indiana, and I think you have a chance. Uh, Michigan is overrated, but I'm picking Michigan because I'm not picking Indiana or Rutgers. Like I said, Michigan 31-27. Well, Braxton, I'm gonna, I need to go – take a break for a second go get some water because it's a little hot in here the hot seat is on fire for harbaugh right now all right it's hot it is extremely hot this has been already a disappointing start to the season for jim harbaugh i mean seriously you look at what he is i mean every year you talk about oh he can't win against ohio state and yet he's still here i think this year might be the final straw like this there is getting hot enough to where okay it may be time to make a change. He's a mediocre coach right now. Okay? He's mediocre when it comes to these big games. He hasn't gotten Michigan to the promised land, and he watches Ohio State year in, year out, take them, you know, do, do what they can with Ohio State. I mean, against the Big Ten. They're not going to the college football playoff. Okay? They're not, sorry. They're not making big things happen. Um, I'm going to Indiana. I'm picking Indiana, the same Indiana team that beat Rutgers. Yes, I know. The same Indiana team that upset Penn State. Yes, I know. I am going to say Indiana is going to upset Michigan. Are you listening to me, Harbaugh? Prove me wrong because you're not good. Oh, I said it. You're not good. He's not. They're not. Uh, I just think Michigan has those better players, but Indiana beat Rutgers. And Rutgers beat Michigan State. And Michigan State beat Michigan. So. Indiana's winning the college football playoff. That's what it all equates to. They might be right? 3-0 and and tied with Ohio State after this week. Wow. No one saw that coming in 2020. Uh, next, Stanford at number 12, Oregon. Oregon, Oregon favored by 8. Uh, Pac-12 returning. Oregon has no Justin Herbert after a great year last year. Uh, can, and uh, Stanford's been down the last few years, so we'll see if they can get back to that elite level uh, that they were not too long ago. But, Matt, we still don't know who's going to be quarterbacking the Oregon Ducks as of right now. I, I have heard. I've got my sources. you got sources. Yes. Who told you? I can't give away my sources, no. What are they saying? They are saying that the starting quarterback, now he's a new guy on campus. A new guy. Um, just started, so it's going to be, a, I guess, a true freshman, but he's a little older. I don't know how it goes. His name is Huston Gerbert. This <laughs> guy right here uh, has got great talent, maybe NFL talent-worthy quarterback right here. Um, God but dang it, he's going to be starting. I had to get you with that one, didn't I? I had to get you. You got <laughs> I was not expecting that. I, that got me, man. 
Oh my goodness. Let me get you a Kleenex to wipe away those tears of laughter right there. But no, I do not know. I do not know. I'm glad I got you there. Wow. Uh, Jokes for days. No, I don't know who's starting. So that, you know. But it's Oregon. They'll have someone good, right? Yeah, they will. I think they win. uh, I don't think they cover, but 27-21 Oregon. Okay. I'm going Oregon pick two. Um, Yeah. Oregon. I mean, Oregon's been good. They should be good. Stanford, hopefully, you see what they do if they get back. What great analysis from us. Yeah, Oregon should be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah why not, right? Should, Oregon. Yeah. Look, can we just say something real quick about Pac-12? Sucks. Yeah. I mean, one, again, you're starting the season late. If they get into the playoff I, by only playing like five games or seven. They should not. No, they shouldn't. I agree. They should not. But if they do, I, that's just stupid. Especially when I don't know what else you say. Like, there's no way they're getting Because you've got Cincinnati right now. You've still got BYU. You've got other teams. Yeah. Big 12, uh, Big 12. Pac-12 can't even get in anyway when you had a full season. No one wants them. You go, oh, my gosh, Pac-12. Let me go to the bathroom and puke real quick. You literally, okay, let's do a little analysis. And they're already having let's, games canceled. Yeah. So. Let's, let's just break this down for a minute. Break it down. You're at a bar, okay? Braxton, you're at a bar. Get your favorite drink. Water, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, tonic of course. Water. Tonic water. Tonic water. you got to be classy. Sarsaparilla. And then all of a sudden you're sitting there and your friends walk in. Right, your friends walk in. So you're you're the big twelve. Why didn't I go with my friends? You met them there, but you got there early. I don't know how to say the story. I all came right. from work. You're the big twelve. You're living it up. You're having fun. In walks in your friend, Big Ten. Hey, what's up, buddy? You just got off work. Your season just started. You're doing well. You just got a new job. You're doing really good. You're feeling great. And then it comes, buddy. You're walking. Your buddy walking in with the SEC. He's got all kinds of money. He's got a couple of ladies with him. He's having. He's already had a good party. I mean. He just started a new job, too, but he's loving it, right? Got the job and the promotion. He's loving it. Already got a job and a promotion. Your buddy at the ACC comes in. He's, he's got a little COVID issue, okay? He, but he's over it. He's over it. But just had a big, big... Dragging along. Yeah. He's dragging along. He's dragging along. You know, his, may, his name may be Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. And then your buddy walks in, Pac-12. And you look at him and go, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and... Let me just paint the picture. I mean, what is wrong with this guy? Well, he, um, he, he walks in and he just falls on the ground. What happened? He had a little too much water. He blacked out. You wake him up and he goes, what happened? And he said, you couldn't handle your water. Why? <laughs> because he started too late. Now, where was this story going? I have no clue. This you is one of the, and then it just dropped. well because this is one of those things when you say you have an analogy and it was good in my head and I was like oh, I can take this somewhere, and I had no clue where it was going. The moral of the story is Pac-12 does not deserve to be in the college football playoff. Why are they starting? Their season is going to be five games, and how can you even say that's a good season? And you know what's sad? We said it. Washington Cal is not happening. Already their kickoff is already kind of ruined. What's going on, Pac-12? And Pac-12, no one wanted you. When you were fully there, no one wanted you because you were crap. And I, and I say the only good teams, Oregon was good. Washington's had its moments. Got to give love to Mike Leach when he was at Washington State with Gardner Minshew. That was great. But Braxton, what are we seeing out of the Pac-12? Nothing good. I mean, it's just Oregon. Uh, USC we thought would be back. They're not. Stanford was, and then they just dropped off. So it's Oregon. It's Oregon Pac-12. It's like... Uh, Big 12 and Big 12's OU, uh, Clemson's ACC, Big 10's 
uh, Ohio State, SEC, you've got a few in there, but it's Bama. I mean, it's all over the country, but uh, when you see it, uh, there, uh, the level's just so far off from the top in the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, USC has struggled recently. UCLA has struggled recently. Um, yeah, it's it's surprising Cal, UCLA. I mean, it's just why do why do athletes not want to go to UCLA? I don't I don't understand that. These, There's so much appeal. These teams that were good five ten years ago have really have struggled. Um, and when you look at it, I mean, good for Oregon, good for Washington. State of Washington's been pretty good these last couple of years, but. Outside of that, oh well, Utah, Utah's been good. We gotta give love to the Utes, but this was their first year in a long time. Yeah, I mean, it, it just Pac-12 is not exciting, not exciting compared to what you're getting, and they're very late to the party, very late to the party, and they show up blackout. That's what I want to say. That makes that completes my story, Braxton. Yeah, they say it's because they beat up on everyone. There's still two conferences, and uh, it's just not that good of competition. Uh, so, Pac-12 returns uh, this weekend. Returns tonight, right? I, I believe uh, Friday night, Saturday night. Uh, but SEC, uh, one of the two of the top two games uh, that's going to be very, very good uh, tomorrow night. Number eight, Florida. Number five, Georgia. Georgia fared by three. This game is going to decide who goes to the SEC championship. It's, I mean, it's obviously a story of Florida offense versus Georgia defense. Georgia defense, though, will be out. Uh, we'll have a few guys missing. Uh, Georgia, 11-3 and at neutral sites under Kirby Smart. In the last five games, the winner of the – or the person who has led the spread has won the game. But I'm going Florida. I'm going Florida in this one. Uh, I Kyle Trask is very, very good this year. Stetson Bennett. He is a turnover machine at Georgia. Uh, Florida is averaging 42 points a game, so I'm going Florida 27-21, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, see, obviously the Florida offense, Georgia is going to have to keep up with Florida. I do have the Bulldogs winning this one, so I'm going Georgia. I'm going to keep it within, I'm going to say 31-28. Uh, Georgia does pull ahead and win that game. All right, and then finally, the number one Clemson Tigers coming off a scare versus Boston College uh, heads to uh, touchdown Jesus and number four Notre Dame. Clemson giving five points here. Uh, no Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Matt, it is your Notre Dame team. What are you thinking? Well, I'm picking Notre Dame. I want to see this. I want to see Clemson lose, and this is the best shot of the season for that to happen. Um, Notre Dame has done pretty well this season. I mean, they've had some games of slow starts. They eke it out. Um, this is going to be their biggest test, and in a conference matchup. But I think this is this is by far the game of the week. This is a great matchup, and no Trevor Lawrence. Notre Dame has to win this game. I think Notre Dame pulls this out by a touchdown. It's going to be close the whole way, back and forth, but I think Notre Dame pulls it out. Yeah, uh, Clemson, uh, without Trevor Lawrence, it's going to be hard to win. They had to come back from a 28-13 deficit last half, or in the second half last week. Uh, Ian Book cannot have turnovers against Kyron Williams uh, to run the ball. Uh, uh, Tyra, or just control the ball if you're Notre Dame. Uh, Clemson, you got, uh, or actually Clemson, you've got to have a shorter game because there's no Trevor Lawrence in the passing. You got to force Clemson into throwing some tight passes. Notre Dame has not scored much this year. Um, at least uh, they they have not had great scoring uh, this year. But Matt, I'll go, I'll go with your Notre Dame Fighting Irish just because no Trevor Lawrence, man. That dude, that's 
That's a huge, huge difference. I don't know if they can be a top five team on the road without the number one player in the country. So I've got Notre Dame winning uh, 27-24. Nice. I like it. Good pick. I don't know if it'll happen. I don't know if they can put up 27 points. I don't we'll know see. If they can. Uh, so, yeah, that's our college football picks of the week. Make sure you take those to the bank. And finally, share. Who would you share a burger and brought with? We'll get into that. Matt, you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Right. So, Matt, do you want to know the perfect number of extra minutes of sleep per night for improved mindfulness? Can you guess? Ooh. Minutes of sleep, you said? Minutes of extra sleep per night. Extra sleep. I'm going to say if you get like an extra like half hour of sleep a night or something. I don't know. Very, very close. 29 minutes. Whoa. 29 minutes. Why not 30? Why does it have to be 29? I don't know. It, it's, it's just what the study found. So 29 extra minutes a night improves mindfulness, a critical resource uh, that benefits daily well-being and work performance. And uh, the study led by the University of South Florida mainly focused on nurses who, uh, who have a major need for optimal sleep and mindful attention are particularly high. So 29 extra minutes of sleep will help you at work. And have mindfulness. See, that bothers me. 29, I think it needs to be 30. Yeah, I mean. Round it, up. It's round right up to there. 30. Just go up. Yeah, yeah, one more minute. Okay, well, hey, mine is going to be, uh, you see this, what the Steelers did the other day? They I paid. Did. They, uh, Very nice. Two of the Steelers players paid for dinner, paid for dinner, um, bought, brought dinner to um, the uh, volunteers that were counting votes and all that so that's a pretty cool story right there I mean it's been a busy week with elections and everything and a lot of people working hard and working overtime to get all the votes counted so um, good job for the Steelers players right there awesome to see those acts of kindness uh, for people working very hard yeah I saw it was two but then I think sport ESPN SportsCenter uh, came out and said it was multiple or the whole team but okay uh, well whoever the Steelers yeah, still, organization well yeah, done still good job for the Steelers uh, that is all from us. Make sure you take our NFL and college football picks to the bank. We guarantee you big money only if you listen to me, though. Uh, nine and one last week, Matt. Nine and wow, one. Wow, okay. Yeah. Okay. I expect another big week from myself this week. Uh, make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and anywhere else you get your podcasts at Burgers Brought. Make sure you leave us a five-star review, too. Come on, do that. And then stay up to date with our latest news on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers Rocks. Matt and I, thanks for listening. 